So, as we record this, it's almost Thanksgiving. and it, this, it might be, depending on when you listen to it. This episode is going up on Thanksgiving. So, before we get into the show and we talk about the things from Reddit this week, I want to know what you're thankful for. Oh, man, I have so much to be thankful for. This year has been hashtag blessed, as the kids are saying it. Uh, I realized after listening back to last week's episode that I didn't say a proper thank you for calling out my engagement. So thank you very much for that. You're welcome. <laughs> I was trying to be like, funny in the moment and I was nervous and like, oh, what do I do with my hands? Oh my God. <laughs> Stop touching me is what you do. I, I'll keep them under the table. But anyway, my partner, our home together, our future life together, and then the person I got engaged to. <laughs> Oh, that means I'm in that list. Yes. It was about you. It was about you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. I'm thankful for for you as well, Scott. I'm thankful for this show. I'm thankful for batteries. Oh. Really got my anus through some lonely times. (laughs) No. Fun fact, before I, I read this story about Reddit, I changed the batteries in my scale. Oh, okay. I haven't missed a day of working out. Seven days a week for six months. Is that healthy? I don't think you're supposed to do that. Fuck you. It's to- healthy. You don't know. You're not I, doing I it. I know. I know. I definitely am not. I'm like the opposite. So I'm like, I, I step on the scale and I'm like, what the fuck is happening? I've lost maybe two, three pounds. I'm like, this, this is so stupid. I don't understand it. I change the batteries. I'm down 15 pounds. What? It's just like in any technology, as the battery gets gets low, sometimes things act a little goofy. They don't update the right way. They don't calibrate. But then I went and visited the doctor for the first time in quite literally 10 years, and it matched the new batteries in the scale. Awesome. Well, congratulations. That's that's good for you. Now, <laughs> Thanksgiving is not all happiness and joy. It's probably one of the times of the year where we're supposed to be feeling like we're getting together. But number one, it's completely looked over by all retailers in between Halloween and Christmas. Number two, a lot of people don't like or have great family situations. And I want to talk about some of those. So can I hit you with some rapid fires? I'm ready, drunk uncle. Let's go. So this Reddit post is from three years ago. It says, what's the trashiest thing somebody has done at your family Thanksgiving? Ooh. So this first one here says, grandma threatened to shit in the turkey if we didn't let her watch Jeopardy. That's aggressive. My aunt and uncle and cousins make no food and take 90% of it home. I mean, that's, that might be. You don't necessarily want people who are like great cooks bringing something, right? I mean, oh, I mean, they could have bought something. Are you one of those people, though? Do you mooch? Do you take? Do you take? I ask if I can bring something, but for the most part, my family is one of those people that, or one of those groups that they just have everything ready to go. They want to be full providers from start to finish. In the past, I've like made pies or brought rolls or something like yeah. that, but... Food has always been thrust upon me, and I'm happy to take it home, but I'm not a big leftover person, so I don't know if I want it. My stepbrother was just released for drug possession and distribution. Natch. Total black sheep of the family. Brings his girlfriend, who is high out of her mind. (laughs) They proceed to eat nothing but turkey and rolls. Then she decides to go shoot up. Then she decides to go shoot up in my step-aunt's bathroom to where we found her passed out. My stepbrother attempted to wake her up by punching her. In his words, the cooter, the Cl- cops were called. Classic. I've had mostly good Thanksgivings. The The only 
negative ones I can think of is like when it was at my aunt's house who had a cat and I'm severely allergic sure. to cats. So, but that's was, more of a personal problem than anything Right. Else. It was, that was more about me rather than like anybody else. What about you? Anything you can quickly think of before telling me that great yeah, story? Yeah, I have a really great story and I'll keep it brief. Scott knows this, but I have the bladder of a child. Not literally, just it. I don't think my bladder grew up with me. Is it, he had a transplant. <laughs> I'm, I'm, dri- I'm driving to northern Minnesota. It's like four hours away. And I don't know exactly how far away I am from my aunts, but I have to pee so bad. I'm going to lose it. I'm just like, I'm like your leg shaking, you're sweating. The hair on the back of your neck is standing up. It's terrible, why terrible pain. Why don't you just pull over? That's exactly what I did. I went oh. to pull over. I pull over to the side of the road. I get out. And I'm like, okay, it's it's snowy out. I'm on the side. I'm just going to pee. It's a almost like a dirt road because it's in northern Minnesota. I see zero cars. So I wait in the car and I look around 30 seconds. Nobody. One minute. Nobody. Screw it. I'm going pee. So I get out and I start peeing. Immediately. Woo! immediately car. <laughs> down the end. It, it's one of those pees, Scott. It doesn't stop. It keeps going. It's, it's never ending. This is so much satisfaction, but I can't let it stop. Oh, man. But I need it to. Ooh, I don't know what I'd do in that situation. I would try to like keep the door open on the passenger side or whatever side that's you know pulled off to the road. Mm-hmm. I would sit in there and I would kind of have the door open and I'd be, I would do it sitting down. So it wouldn't look like I was peeing, like maybe I was taking a rest or something. But then I'd be afraid that the person would pull up behind me thinking I like had car trouble. Scott, that's exactly what's happening no, right no. now. That's exactly what I'm doing. I'm, I'm like kneeling. I'm hiding behind the door and yeah. the inside of my car, but I had a Mini Cooper at the time, so it's like everybody, it's a tiny little car. The Mini Cooper strikes again. My aunt and uncle and their two children pull up in front and they're like, hey, what's up? Are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. I thought I had a flat tire. And they're like, you're you're less than a block away. Oh no, it was from your, your aunt's house. Why don't you just, why don't you just, why did you stop here? And I was like, it was making a weird noise. Meanwhile, Scott, I'm still peeing. <laughs> It hadn't stopped. I'm going, man. It's just free flowing. I'm like, yeah, I'm. T- uh, it's fine. Everything is fine. Thank you, thank you, thank you, and welcome to the front podcast of the internet. I'm your host Scott, and I'm your other host Willie. Now, before we begin the show, I uh, it's already begun. I have oh. I have, well, let me mix this, the second snafu, Willie, because uh, when you texted and said, I'm going to be wearing something captain related, I was yes. a little confused. So this, this is all I've got here. This oh. is, this is what I thought. That's okay. So ladies and gentlemen, I said, you know what? I fucking hate being called chubby Elon Musk. <laughs> you, you, you buttheads, <laughs> you, you act, you fairly accurately correct buttheads. <laughs> I said, I'm going to wear one of the shirts that I wear to the gym all the time. I'm going to wear my Captain America t-shirt. What is Scott wearing? A, a captain hat. No, that's a skipper hat. That's a seaman hat, Scott. Yep. All aboard. <laughs> that says, ahoy. It's from Stranger Things. It is from Stranger Things. It is not a captain hat. It's the closest thing I'm I've the captain and you're my little boy. <laughs> well, uh, I'm just going to be sitting over here playing with my dinghy. And while I am... You can find us all over the internet. If you enjoy the show, leave a comment, leave a rating, but genuinely, we're everywhere. So if you want to follow us, you can follow us on TikTok at sub for that podcast. Follow us on Twitter, sub the number four that. You follow us on Instagram, sub for that. And oh, Scott, am I so excited that you were able to do this. <laughs> we have a new email address. It's a real one. We're real boys now. 
you can now email us at there's at subforthat.com. There's a sub for that. I'm so happy that we got that. It's so clever. It's, it's so good. <laughs> it looks perfect. Like we mentioned in the intro, by now, it should be, at least in the United States, Thanksgiving. So, and- Paul, happy Thursday. <laughs> uh, but to kick off the show with some good news that we yeah. can all be thankful for, except for you crazy bastards, you know who you are. Millennials? No. The people who like to fight in retail stores. Oh, you fucks. <laughs> well, you won't get your chance at local targets Mm-mm. this year because this week in r slash news, target to keep stores closed on Thanksgiving for good. This has been a really interesting upswing of what we've seen out of retailers over the last decade where we've essentially watched as Walmart stayed open a little bit earlier. Maybe instead of Thursday at 8 a.m., they would open at mm-hmm. Thursday at 6. Mm-hmm. And then 4. And then, screw it, we're just going to open at midnight. Or we're just not going to close at all. They would maybe take some time to refresh. They closed off certain sections with, of the store with blockers, in-aisle blockers, while they were setting things up. But like the rest of the store remained open. But according to the AP, the exact verbiage... Is Target will no longer open its stores on Thanksgiving Day, making permanent a shift to the unofficial start of the holiday season that was suspended during the pandemic. To limit crowds in stores, retailers last year were forced to turn to what had become a weekend shopping blitz into an extended event with big holiday discounts beginning as early as October. This year's kind of no different, but shortages and shipping problems aside, I think this is a good thing for everybody, especially the, uh, you know the capitalist crazed society that is forced upon us day in and day out. Uh, Did you ever have siblings, friends that on Thanksgiving would try to rush through their food so that they could haul ass out to a Target or a Walmart to purchase early bird specials? I worked at a Target for one year, uh, a Target store. I worked in corporate a long time ago. Sure. But I worked one holiday season and it was me. It was me who was rushing through and having a meal to go to that late night and then midnight shift. And that sounds awful. It sucks. I mean, I know a lot of people don't like Target for the work necessarily. They just do it because it's a easy enough job. Right, of course. But my experience is it's a local company. I don't want to bash them. Target, you know, that small local company. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it sucks working there, man. It's a warehouse. You don't do anything but stock shelves. Any respite from that just doldrum of a life, I support. So give give these people the time off that they deserve. I, I did a lot of soft goods retail. So I worked at H&M and Abercrombie and Fish oh. Clothing. Soft, yeah, yeah, yeah. Soft sales. When I worked at H&M, I think I met what was the cesspool of Karens as a definition. Like shoppers or coworkers? shop ooh store leader right Karen. she once threw her phone at her husband because she was mad at him definitely a karen don't recommend i don't like you you're not nice h&m would get shipments multiple times per day to replenish high commodity items that's how fast fashion they were they ship their pants i'm down in our stockroom and i'm getting things ready as fast as i can i'm one of the managers and they had these like knit dresses that were like a sweater dress for women okay normally they sell for 70 dollars on black friday though do you want to take a guess at the price 50 dollars nope lower 
fifteen dollars? Lower. Five dollars. Five dollars. People are in hordes running to the store to get this dress. That's five dollars on top of everything else that is dirt cheap. Right. I come out of the elevator holding this giant rack full of these dresses. And before I can make it five feet out of the elevator, gone. Like piranha. <laughs> in the Brazilian. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ravenous shoppers. Have you ever gone out Black Friday shopping? Yes. I've done it twice. I waited in line at a Best Buy. Also, small local company. Yeah. yeah that's small. <laughs> that small company sells a few things here and there. I didn't buy anything big. I was just waiting with a friend. What a waste of my time and energy. Yeah, yeah that sucked for you. <laughs> and then after Thanksgiving once, I didn't have anywhere to go, and I got done hanging out at uh, my sister's house, and I was like, oh, let's go see what the hubbub is about. I'm going to go to Target. I walked in there, and I was like, I hate this. Same. I hate everything about it. I did the same thing. I, I had to go see what everybody was talking about, why it was such a thing. I did not enjoy it one bit. I don't know. I Sometimes I feel like Black Friday is just this facade this lie that companies tell us that we're going to enjoy and we need to be a part of yeah like the, we're we're celebrating their success of becoming profitable for sure. some reason that is supposed to excite us when you were growing up what were some of those lies that as you got older you're like nah that was that's not right that lie different. where you can be whatever you want to be <laughs> you can be president i did not go to an east coast school no you can't no, we- you need to be married into that family or born into it <laughs> this week in the subreddit technically the truth there's this post that says what's the worst lie you were told as a kid to which mm. this person responds and says my mom would always tell me that i was the quote easiest physical birth out of all of the kids she had a lot she was, I he felt was the last one <laughs> so proud until at the age of 18 i was told i was adopted rim shot <laughs> that's my question for you scott no i was not adopted are you sure yeah i saw my birth certificate i you have saw mine. your birth when that i saw my you... birth oh first hand i remember has that ever happened in the history of Tight stories squeeze. especially in the time of everybody having a camera in their pocket where somebody gets to their teenage years and we're like do you want to see when you were born we are not that far off from somebody having a camera like in vitro placed on them and then recording from inside out i'm okay with us never doing that brought to you by meta <laughs> <laughs> but but seriously what were those lies that you were told or those things that you maybe misinterpreted growing up you're handsome are you okay <laughs> you want to talk about it <sighs> fine i'll say it uh this is where any parents who might be listening to this uh out loud should probably hide their kids hide your wives you know the drill i believed in the easter bunny just like many of us past tense you believe believed (laughs) i did i don't know what but i was force fed the easter bunny as a small child they killed it (laughs) in front of me oh my god no uh but kind of i remember being sent to bed the night before easter and then waking up wanting a glass of water. We were staying at my grandparents. And I went to find my family. Nobody was around. It was eerily quiet. So I went to my grandparents' bedroom because the light was on. I opened it up. And it's one of those situations where there are multiple people in this room. And they're all talking and suddenly stop. Oh, no. And eight heads just looked at me. And what I saw was... 
eight people making these beautiful Easter baskets. And the first thing I did in my, you know, little brain was just like, uh oh, I'm not supposed to be here. <laughs> and so Danger. I just Danger. I said nothing. I just closed the door, <laughs> turned around and went back to my bed and I just no. laid there. Put the pulled the blanket up to my chin and I just stared at the ceiling trying to process what I had just seen. And that's how you found out. That's how I found out there was no Easter Bunny. Eventually, like my mom came out and asked me what I wanted, and I just said, "I just want a drink of water. <laughs> I just want like, to be held. Leave me the fuck alone, it woman." All the joy of the next day, you know, you go find your Easter baskets yeah. hidden wherever they are. You get eggs and stuff like all of those stories just the the wall or the whatever it was the glass wall was shattered your sister was there right yeah yeah but she was was asleep super excited she was asleep i was there with my cousin who was the same age of me at the time and the next day my grandparents had this deck yeah and so we were standing out there before the easter egg hunt was supposed to happen and i was i was just looking like (laughs) like those serious movies where the wind's blowing because it's springtime, you know, and so your hair is kind of ruffled, but you just have this 80-mile stare. You had a beard. That's, right. that's when it started. A you cup of up. coffee, five o'clock shadow, <laughs> He's just sipping it, trying to... <laughs> you kind of look a little bit like Popeye. You're holding a cigar. Yeah. I've seen some shit. Just, I aged so much that day. I will tell you, Scott, that growing up, I had all the cliches. I had swallowing gum will take seven years to digest. Or get you pregnant. What? Maybe that's a watermelon seed. Do you chew a lot of gum? I ate a lot of watermelon seeds as a kid. Oh, cr- what? Oh, really trying to trying to get it in there, huh? Science. <laughs> now, the one that I heard a lot was, hey, if you crack your knuckles, it's going to lead to arthritis. I've had a nurse tell me that as an adult. Well, I have some opinions about this. Because growing up, my sister, she would tackle me and she would crack my knuckles. And it was always loud oh. and... Like, she cracked my toes. Now I just do it. But I don't have arthritis in my hands. No. You know what I did? I started cracking my jaw. And I don't know when it happened. I don't know how it happened. But, like, I developed this little crack in my jaw. And, oh, okay. So, for those listening at home, when you, you just said, I cracked my knuckles. And then I started cracking my jaw. Like, you do it on purpose? I did. I did. Like, now I crack all of my knuckles. Right. Toes and fingers. That makes sense. But do you crack your jaw on purpose? I did. I did when I was around middle school and high school. Just developed. I was like, oh, I can crack my jaw. This is interesting. This is really cool. I can crack my... Just the left side. Never the right side. And then... We really do need to go to the dentist. Yeah. I told myself, I I need to stop doing this. I'm going to get arthritis. Mm -hmm. So I stopped. I stopped cold turkey. Probably around 11th grade. I was like, okay, I'm going to be done. I I can do this. I don't want to get arthritis in my jaw. That sounds awful. Especially for any future boyfriends. Hello? I finally went to the doctor. I don't know why I went to the doctor, Scott. This is HIPAA compliant. Everybody who's listening isn't going to tell anybody, right? You're legally bound to not (laughs) tell anybody anymore. I went to the doctor because I've been getting headaches. And I don't normally get headaches, but they lasted for weeks. I I would get it. It would be there. A lot of times it it was put on because of like heavy lifting at the gym. So I finally go to the doctor. I'm explaining all of my symptoms. Hey, it starts at this part of my head. It goes down. Sometimes I'll feel a little bit of neck pain, but usually it's not neck pain. It's almost always the head. Not so much here or here. But right but here. Right in this area. Exactly. You you get it. Don't tell me I look like Chris Farley. Fuck you. <laughs> As it turns out, my jaw's been cracking a lot more. 
You know what the doctor says? You have TMJ. Stop sucking so much. <laughs> <laughs> so, as it turns out, you have TMJ. Don't S the D. Sucks. Whatever. I don't even care anymore. Well, speaking of little comforts you might usually share with a partner. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Where are you going with this one, buddy? It's actually uh, good advice. Oh. R slash life pro tips yep. this week brings us if you share a bed with someone else, mm -hmm. get separate comforters slash blankets for each of you. I never did this until my current girlfriend suggested it. It is so much better than sharing. You can still cuddle and touch and everything else, but I sleep much better because when you turn over, you can move the blanket and wrap yourself in it without stealing it from the other person. Seriously, it's like sharing a bed, but still sleeping separately. I have a buddy who swears by this. Really? This is not. This is a known thing? This is apparently a very well-known thing. But usually, uh, I think it's spread by people who are a little bit older, maybe have been together longer with Ooh, their partner. Tenured. Tenured sleepers. Exactly. exactly. Um, I have noticed how sleeping can make or break relationships. I haven't. Oh, well... That's because you're engaged, but... Yeah, but we share blankets right now. Okay. And it's not a problem so much for us, but I think this will be something that's going to come along in the future. Of course. The value of sleep, especially at your age, Scott, your knees, you, you really need to put a lot of value in, that in, the, in the time. I'm gonna die. <laughs> we all are. But the other thing that happened at the doctor's office, again, HIPAA. You can't, you, you can't tell anybody. Don't. Don't. This is a Fidelius charm for those of Harry Potter fans out there. Just, it's... Also, don't. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> Scott's telling me not to make Harry Potter references. <laughs> Why don't you let me do the things I love? So I, I also asked the doctor when I went there, what are these lumps on my <laughs> <laughs> Those are your testicles, sir. <laughs> I've never known. I've always been curious. I've never seen ones this small on an adult male. That's why I was so concerned. It felt I'm like I'm gonna refer you to my pediatrician. <laughs> <laughs> I went to the doctor outside of finding out that I have lockjaw, which is awesome. <laughs> so weird. I also was like, hey, here's the deal. Here's the deal, doc. Can I call you doc? He's like, no, it's not, sir. Okay. I am a loud snorer. Oh, we're just finding out so much about you. I like this. We're getting to know the real Willie, the monster under the bed. Apparently. <laughs> or in the bed. Mm. I. When you breathe at night. I'm not the, sure I do breathe at night. <laughs> <laughs> That's the problem here, yeah, Scott. I was going to say, do the walls like curve in and then like blow out? <laughs> The only person who looks like an animated character right now is you. But yes, they do. I once, when I was in college, this is before smartphones existed, and this makes me sound old. You just couldn't buy this readily. Amazon wasn't a thing when you and I went to college. They just sold books. Seriously. I once took my Sony DV camera that had rewritable mini DVDs. DVDs for people who at home listening right now are these like little discs that uh, were like small records, small vinyl records that were silver. 
So for those of you at home that are too young, a vinyl record. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, they know now. Oh, okay. Thanks to Urban Outfitters, yeah. everything. So these things were tiny. They were like the size of like a like a Samoa or a Caramel Delight from Girl Scouts. I set up my camera with a bunch of coat hangers on top of my bed in college so that it could record me sleeping. Oh, so that sleeping. I could... Right. That's what you told all of the people you brought over to your room. <laughs> this is for me. This is to this record. is for when, when I'm, I'm. This is science. It's when I'm sleeping. Not not definitely not now. Don't look at the red light. Please sign this form. And here, <laughs> contrary to what you just said, no, I was not using it to record sexual acts of others. Just yourself. I and was, then you sent them to others. Let, let's stamp. Put the disc in the envelope. Yep. Go to UPS. Don't look at it. I recorded myself sleeping, and oh boy. It was a problem then, and I should have taken care of it many years ago. Saw in some real logs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but we all do weird things when we're younger, and we think that maybe we're going to grow out of them. We're just, we're just going to get over it. But sometimes history just gets it right. Okay. You were alive in the, in the 90s. So was I. 18, yeah. Boomer. This week in Futurology, there's a post that says, In 1997, Wired Magazine published... 10 things that could go wrong in the 21st century. That's what we're in. And almost every single one of them has come true. Ooh, Nostradamus over here. You want to see some of these predictions, Scott? I would like you to read them to me. I don't care to see them. Okay. I have not read these. We're going to find out how accurate these predictions are. The long boom is a scenario, one possible future. It's built upon the convergence of many big forces and even more little pieces falling into place. None of that means anything. Nope. All of them with a little positive twist. The future, of course, could turn out to be very different. Oh, I wonder if they're talking about the tech boom. Particularly if a few of those big pieces go haywire. Here are 10 things that could cut short the long boom. At first, I thought you were talking about a tall old person. It's 97. They're all dead. Number one. Tensions between China and the U.S. escalate into a new Cold War, bordering on a hot one. If uh, if I had one of those family feud boards, I'd be like, show me China-U.S. tensions. Oh, number Ding. one. <laughs> number two, new technologies turn out to be a bust. They simply don't bring the expected productivity increases on the big economic boosts. Drones? I don't Maybe? think that one shows up on the board. No, most technologies have made us more productive. And I would argue closer together, which was a fear when we were children. Arguably closer together, whether it's for good or bad. Correct. Mostly for bad. Three, Russia devolves into a... Sounded out. Kleptocracy. Yep, you got it. Nice. That's a word? That's a word. Holy shit, I can't read. Russia devolves into a <laughs> a clitoris. Russia devolves right into the cliff. Disappears right off Nobody the map. Nobody can ever find it. <laughs> Run by a mafia or retreats into quasi-communist nationalism that threatens Europe. Did they make up different words in the 90s that I'm not unaware of? I think you just stopped reading at one point. <laughs> <laughs> That he meant like now no he meant that in 1997 i just gave up i just said i'm good that's enough shut all of the books europe's integration process grinds to a halt 
Eastern and Western Europe can't finesse a reunification, and even the European Union process breaks down. Well, Brexit happened. That one's on the board. (laughs) Major ecological crisis causes a global climate change. Check. That among other... I don't even have to finish that. (laughs) Among other things, disrupts the food supply, causing big price increases everywhere. Sound familiar? I don't know, but I had McDonald's today. It was pretty cheap. It was affordable. I, I am fatty Elon Musk, aren't I? <laughs> this is my problem. Oh, no, Scott. An uncontrollable plague. A modern-day influenza epidemic or its equivalent takes off like wildfire, killing upwards of 200 million people. Put it on the board! Yeah! <laughs> we're just, we're so blasé to all of this at this point that we're like, yep, that's right. Imagine reading that, though, in 1997. You were either like, this sounds really scary, or you're like, nah, that'll never happen. Bill Murray's in Space Jam. How bad could it really be? (laughs) And finally, a social and cultural backlash stops progress dead in its tracks. Human beings need to choose to move forward. They just may not. Yeah, we're, we're right there. I think we're right there. There's enough going on in the world where there's a bunch of people who are saying, you know what, I don't even want to try anymore. Uh, I read a really interesting post this week that was something along the lines of people are not trying to fix all of the problems in the world. They're just trying to make enough money so that those problems don't apply to them anymore, which is sad but true if you really think about it. Wired in the Time was writing about... What I think they got right was the way in which technology could bring people together, but I don't think they necessarily understood how its outreach could cause people to see the inequities between everybody, between different nations, between different races and religions and creeds and and everything in between. Mm Mm-hmm. Maybe that's the reason why we feel pulled apart a little bit is because in the last 25 years, we've been able to see behind the curtains and see the way the world has been built to benefit others and disparage the many. One of the things I'm really excited about and, you know, it's a big topic. It's a future topic. There's a lot that goes into it that neither of us are really well versed on this blockchain technology that's coming out. Sure. Because... From what I understand, once it's on the blockchain, it's there forever. It can't be removed. So transparency, accountability, all happens with this tech. If you want to make some sort of financial transaction, you can't hide it. You can't bury it in some other you know, subterfuge. It's always going to be there. People are eventually going to find out and they're going to know what happened. So much big money goes to corporations or people who know how to manipulate the system. And everyone below that percentage line, they never have a chance at it. And that's why I'm excited that this decentralized finance is going to potentially create a whole bunch of new wealth for people who may have uh, never had a chance in the traditional financial system that we have had up until now. I don't know. It's 20 some years later from this. And I think we could really bring some predictions maybe inaccurate predictions we're, we're maybe not as wise as some of the people who wrote this who are like nine What's out of ten that's pretty good we'll do some research whereas we we are not doing any research with these <laughs> predictions i imagine let's give one prediction each Ooh. for what is going to come 
not me, in 20 years. All right, my prediction for 20 years from now, which is is going to be human cybernetic interface. Elon is kind of working on it right now. Okay. He's trying to make it so that your brain can connect to a computer. That one futurist guy whose name escapes me right now, you're going to have to Google it, has predicted that we will be able to have computers with speeds as fast as the human mind by 2035. I think that got disrupted by the pandemic. That maybe gets pushed out to 2040, maybe 2041, depending on how big the metaverse has gotten. Are we fully ingrained in our VR goggles, sitting in our gaming chairs, interacting with our environment, never really leaving the house? But I think it's going to be at that point where we'll be able to plug in or have some sort of cybernetic implants, maybe like a cyberpunk. You know, robot arms, robot eyes. In 20 years, you think we're going to be there. So my prediction is really similar to yours. A lot of things need to happen in order for this to be a reality. But we've got a giant baby boomer population that is starting to reach that age where they need a lot of help. Our parents are getting up there in age and they're not not thinking about the potential of nursing homes and different ways of like ongoing care. Mm hmm. But I think that's going to bring rise to advancements in the healthcare industry that arguably are going to transform human life to the point where we might see the first sustainable way of designing superhumans that can not in a super, not in a Captain America way, (laughs) but we may very well today have the first human who could arguably live forever. There is a lot of research actually being done on this right now. There is a researcher called Dr. David Sinclair. Yeah, I know who that is. You do? Yeah, I've heard of him. You can look him up online, but he's doing some really interesting stuff. But he's working with brain tissue and trying to make sure that it can stay young and healthy, essentially increasing our lifespan. I, I don't know if I'm excited about that or not, but once you reach a certain age, what's that age where you're like, I'm good. I'm over it. I'd be worried about our planetary resources being drained all the faster with people just living longer and consuming more, especially on our current trajectory. Mine was 25. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode <laughs> of the podcast. If you like the show, pop on over to the TikTok at sub for that podcast and send us an email to theirs at sub for And remember, no matter what you're into, whether it's watch people survive, Halo, Lost Generation or Raimi memes. There's a sub!